Bibles with you this morning, I want you to turn to the book of Ezekiel, very familiar passage of scripture for most of you under the sound of my voice this morning. Ezekiel chapter number 37 is where we will be in just a moment. Uh, I want to share my heart with you today as I try to do weekly, uh, but uh, I feel a sense of urgency today in my spirit uh, to speak uh, uh, to you. I would ask that you would pray for us as we try to deliver what God's put on our heart this morning. I do want to say a very special uh, welcome today to uh, Brother Austin and Sister Kyla back with us this weekend, and Brother Hunter sitting there, and Sister Courtney, and uh, then Brother Dustin uh, here. God bless you, my friend. Honored to have you in the house with us as well. But I want to take us to a time in Scripture where in the time of Ezekiel, Judah had become an apostate nation. Uh, it had departed uh, from the teachings of Scripture, the, 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 the things of God, and it had become a very idolatrous nation. And we know that much like Jeremiah, Ezekiel, uh, he prophesied uh, the coming destruction, really, of Jerusalem as well as he gave them very clear instructions of what they needed to do as individuals, meaning walking as responsible people concerning uh, what God had entrusted them with at that season in history. Uh, today I could say many things, and, but for a few moments I want to preach to us and maybe teach for a few moments today uh, along these lines, if I were to title it today, it would simply be the saving of a nation. The saving of a nation. Uh, we want to uh, be very sensitive to, uh, to this message this morning, but allow me before we read anything, I believe that we have to make a, a proclamation of truth. And uh, I don't say this proclamation of truth to discourage us or to, uh, to beat on ourselves this morning, but we have to be honest. And the thing is today that we, the church, we have abandoned the harvest. We, the church, have allowed and permitted our watchmen to become silent. We are guilty of building idols in the high places of our hearts. Fear and intimidation has crippled us, which has led us to a place where we now view ourselves much differently than what he views us as. We view ourselves as inadequate and limited. We have become complacent and therefore we live lives of apathy. And we have become imprisoned by the lies of our adversary. This morning, that must change. We are continually, prematurely, saying goodbye to a generation that is just beginning to live. And I hear in this 
culture and in this moment of time, can't wait till we get back to normal. I'm going to be very honest with you today. It doesn't matter if we have three services a week, five services a week. If we just come and have service, we're not going to change a culture and we're not going to change a world, but we will continue to suffer loss. That is not God's plan. That is not God's will. Proverbs 4, and I'm getting to Ezekiel 37, but Proverbs 4, 20 through 22 says, My son, attend to my words, recline thy ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thy eyes. Keep them in the midst of thy heart, for they are life unto those that find them and health to all their flesh. If there has ever been a time that you and I as men and women of faith held on to the word of God and the promises of God, it is now. But if we hold on to them in the manner that we are supposed to, they will not allow us to sit idle, but they will motivate us into becoming world changers. But we find that the enemy, and I don't talk about him too often, but he does a pretty good job at what he does. He makes us lose our focus and become distracted and we begin to believe things that are not accurate. So therefore, let us go to Ezekiel chapter number 37, beginning in verse number 1. Ezekiel says, the hand of the Lord was upon me, and he carried me out in the spirit of the Lord, and he set me down in the midst of the valley, which was full of bones. And he caused me to pass by them round about, and behold, they were very many in the open valley, and lo, they were very dry, meaning this, there was no spiritual life there. And he said unto me, son of man, can these bones live? And Ezekiel answered, O Lord God, thou knowest. And again he said unto me, Prophesy upon these bones, and say unto them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord God unto thee, Behold, I will cause breath to enter into you, and you might live. Are you could possibly live. No, he says, I will cause breath to enter into you and ye shall live. How many knows the word shall carries a lot of weight with it? Means it's an absolute. What he was saying is this, you speak to them the word that I give you because Prophecy, while men have made it many things that it really isn't, but to prophesy or prophecy means to simply speak for God or to tell God's truth. True prophets will simply speak God's word to a present generation with truths that often reveal future events. If you go to Isaiah 42, you will find in that passage of scripture that the word of the Lord says, when I get ready to do a new thing, I always tell you what I'm about to do. So nothing should catch us off guard today as men and women of faith if we're truly walking in relationship with him. So therefore, he continues. He said, not only will I breathe into you and you shall live, but he says, I will lay sinews upon you and will bring up flesh over you and cover you with skin and I will put breath in you and you shall live and you shall know that I am the Lord. So Ezekiel said in verse seven, so I prophesied as I was commanded. 
And as I prophesied, there was a noise. In the Hebrew, it simply says there was a voice. And behold, a shaking and bone come together, bone to his bone. And he said, and when I behold, lo, he said, everything begins to come back together, begins to be formed, but yet there was still no breath in them. Then he said unto me, prophesy unto the wind. Prophesy, son of man, and say to the wind, thus saith the Lord God, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe up on these slain that they may live. So Ezekiel said, I prophesied as I was commanded, and the breath came unto them, and they lived and stood up upon their feet an exceedingly great army. But notice, then the Lord said unto me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Behold, they say, our bones are dry, and our hope is lost, and we are cut off for our part. But therefore prophesy and say unto them, thus saith the Lord, behold, O my people, I will open your graves and cause you to come up out of your graves and bring you into the land of Israel. And you shall know that I am the Lord. And when I have opened up your graves, O my people, and brought you up out of your graves, and I shall put my spirit in you and you shall live. All through this passage of scripture, you find that the Lord is simply telling the man of God, tell them, you shall live. I feel like I need to tell somebody in this room this morning that you shall live. I know it's tough. I know it's overwhelming. I know the enemy's very convincing at what he's doing. But I want you to hear me today. We are in a place where we must be, must be alert and aware of the true condition of the things that's going on around us. What you see on the surface is not really what's going on. It is just the effects of what God is allowing and permitting and even orchestrating in the spirit. Hear me. What we must operate in in this moment of time is a spirit of discernment that can only be possessed when somebody is really walking in the Holy Spirit of God. Not everything is pure in motive, even if it looks pretty this morning. It is clear that we are in a time when men are calling evil good and good evil. And therefore it is of most importance uh, that we the people of God have clear understanding what needs to happen in this moment. And you say, what does need to happen this morning? Pastor, Revelations chapter three, we find in verses one and two, writing to the church of Sardis, he says, these things saith he that have saved the seven spirits of God and the seven stars, I know thy work that thou hast a name that thou livest and art dead. Be watchful and strengthen the things which remain that are ready to die for I, have found, for I have not found thy works perfect before God. God was simply saying this. If you read that whole letter, he's simply saying, listen, you have a name that you're something, uh, but you're not showing that which you really are. He's saying you have allowed things to come into your life uh, that is bringing death to you instead of life. And you're going to have to stop and pause and reflect 
neglect uh, and you're going to have to rearrange and reexamine your life uh, and you're going to have to remove some stuff uh, but when you remove some things I'm going to step in and I'm going to allow you not to just be alive in name only uh, but I'm going to breathe on you in such a manner that you can walk with power and authority uh, can I tell somebody this morning uh, just as the Lord showed Ezekiel a vision concerning Israel uh, we have to understand uh, that the same is taking place today in our nation uh, everybody says they're in control and they have this and they have that but I want to make a declaration to you this morning uh, my God uh, that is sitting in the portals of glory uh, he is in complete control uh, and there is no weapon formed against him that can prosper uh, and this morning uh, greater is he that is in you uh, than he that is in the world uh, you do not have to walk in defeat this morning uh, but you can rise in victory and in power uh, because the breath of God is still present in the house Notice this vision begins with a description of a valley full of bones and it goes as far as to say that there was very many and that they was very dry, uh, meaning they was lifeless in the spiritual realm. Uh, where is the power of the Holy Spirit today in America? Job 33 verse number four simply says, the spirit of God hath made me and the breath of the Almighty hath given me life. Job understood this. Uh, he said, it's only by God that I've been created uh, and it's only by his spirit that I have breath. Uh, can I tell you, you are fooling yourself today if you think uh, you don't need him this morning. We find today in our culture, many men are orchestrating very evil plots because of their connection to demonic forces from hell. But I want you to get this in your spirit this morning in chapter 37, verse number five, the Lord says to prophesy to a nation that saw themselves as been nothing more than in graves and, and overwhelmed. And he said, I want you to prophesy to them and tell them I will cause breath to enter in and you shall live. Notice it was when the prophet spoke the word of the Lord that there began to be a noise and a shaking through which things began to change from their current situation. I want to make a statement this morning. We are experiencing in this moment of time in this nation, as well as the nations of the world, the word has been spoken and that's why there is a season of unrest and disruption because we are in a season of divine interruption. We have stood in this platform for several months and told you by the leading of the Holy Spirit uh, that there was disruption coming and that there was exposings coming. Uh, and I believe we're seeing that and we're gonna to continue to see that. Uh, but it is in this season where we must understand uh, that there is something new that God is doing in the earth today. Genesis two and seven you would find that it wasn't until that moment of time when God breathed breath into man that he became a living, breathing soul. 
even though man was created in Genesis 1, 26 through 28. But you find that it wasn't until the Lord breathed into his nostrils that he became a living, breathing soul. Can I tell you this morning, you and I can never really truly live until God breathes in us and on us. Life is about to re-enter the local church in America. And it is going to look much differently than it has in recent years. But notice when the prophet began to speak, this disruption begins to take place and things began to happen, but still there was no life in them. And the Lord simply said, now prophesy to the four winds. You may ask, why is that important? Notice it took the word of God been spoken before God could release the wind. You and I today have to understand that there could not be a release until the word is spoken and that's what is taking place now in our nation and around the globe. The word of the Lord has been spoken in a very powerful manner. Pentecost was not possible. We just celebrated Pentecost Sunday last weekend. Pentecost was not possible until the word came, John 1 and 1. It also required a release from our Father. If you was to read John 14, John 16, you would find that he had to release him. Today we will only experience restoration and revival when we allow the Lord to truly have his will and his way in our lives. And that only happens when we become willing to trust in him completely. We can only do that when we really keep our eyes on him. A nation will never return to God until the church inside that nation awakens from its apathy. Can I say to you this morning, I do not want to go back to church as usual. Hear the word of the Lord. He is desiring to breathe upon us in this hour, but the question is, will we allow him? We must awaken and become willing to embrace the call of God that has been given. My hope is this morning that our prayer becomes, Lord, revive us again. Please hear the word of the Lord this morning. I'm not going to keep you long today. The word has been spoken and created, a disruption and a shaking, and darkness has been exposed and will continue to be exposed. But there is a prophetic word that has been released even now that is going to cause the arrival of the wind. In my time of prayer, in my time of study, I heard the Lord begin to speak into my spirit concerning this wind. And the wind that is coming to the church is going to cause a change in position. That which has been lifeless is about to stand up. And it's going to take on the appearance of a great army as I mentioned to you last week in my spirit came leaping again yesterday and Friday I heard the Lord say very clearly in my spirit the stronghold of intimidation has been broken off of my church even now much like an old eagle that at certain times takes on the luster of the youth, 
God is saying that I am bringing freshness and my church is going to soar to new heights that she has never experienced. We are not going to be, but we are currently being equipped presently with supernatural strength by the Holy Spirit of God in order to go to war against our adversary because he has been keeping watch over a harvest that does not belong to him. But God says, I'm getting ready to equip my people by my spirit, and they are no longer going to abandon my harvest, but they are going to begin to bring it to the storehouse. Can I say to you this morning that we are in a time of harvest and we are approaching a winter season. Therefore, what is to be done has to be done quickly and reverently and respectfully but powerfully. I do not want to discourage you this morning, but I'm going to say this, and I hate saying it, but I'm going to say it anyway because I'm impressed by the Lord. Greater darkness is coming. But do not let your heart fail. You are going to see very disturbing things in our nation. The remainder of this year, if you looked at it in the natural, all you could be able to do was stand and fold your hands and shake your head and say, how did we get here? But you are going to have to not look in the natural, but you're going to have to look through God's word. And God is going to orchestrate and lead and guide in the midst of all of the darkness. We are going to see the manifestation of the power and the glory of the Holy Spirit like we've never saw. I sense I need to declare simply this to you. A spiritual release, a spiritual release is coming upon you as it did on Ezekiel and the people of Judah at that time in history. There is a freshness of Holy Spirit. There are those under the sound of my voice this morning. I know it's a little different today. I know it's a little somber today. I know there's a lot of hurt in this house today. I'm trying to be sensitive to that. But there are those under the sound of my voice. You have listened to the wrong voice. And you have allowed the spirit of fear to paralyze you and to keep you from who God has ordained you to be. But God is simply saying in this season I'm releasing breath in order for you to walk in freedom and to be free from those strongholds of bondage that the enemy has placed over you and on you. There are some that have become lifeless and a spirit of weakness has hindered you. But God is saying no more. Will I allow and permit my people to live and walk in that manner? He said, you have failed to embrace my word, but therefore in this time when you turn back to me, I will remove the state of confusion off of you, and I will release the spirit of intimidation off of you, and I will breathe upon you so you can walk in power and authority and fulfill the task at hand. Today I'm simply speaking the word of the Lord over your life that you will live and not die. You will rise up and you will advance from the valley of destruction 
Can I say to you, God never intended for our nation to be where it is today, but we are here because of a rebellious spirit towards him and his principles. But this nation will not experience a turnaround until the church falls on its face and repents for its apathy and its idol building. Just like in creation when he breathed into the the nostrils of man, he is now positioning himself to breathe on his church this morning while there may be lots of things going on in our world I stand here before you today to tell you that do not allow your eyes to deceive you but allow the voice of the Lord to lead and guide you and allow his word to penetrate that spirit of darkness that you may have been dealing with and realize that he is desiring to equip you for the bringing in of the harvest even now. When I look at the story of Ezekiel chapter number 37, I find that it is only when the church revives that a nation begins to thrive. Israel saw itself as hopeless and helpless, overwhelmed, Saul itself has been nothing more than in a grave. But the Lord says, I'm going to bring you forth from that and you are going to know that I am God. I'm not making light of your circumstances, your situations today. But I'm going to tell you this, if you will trust in God, you will experience him in his power and his authority in such a manner that you will know that he is still alive and well. Today, all across this nation, there is men with troubled hearts, troubled minds. But God is simply saying, I'm still able to stand and simply speak these words, peace be still. You may have walked in this house heavy today. We're still mourning the loss of our friend today. Brother Blake is grieving the loss of his high school friend and his boss. They did life together all these years. The whole family, the Pruitt family, five of them went down in a plane over Georgia Friday. Life's heavy, my friend. Just because, just because... You call him Lord does not make you exempt from going through the stuff. You hear me. But when I call on his name, he's faithful. You hear me. I will stand and I will salute the flag of this nation. I love this nation. My heart is heavy for her today. But at the same time, I know that no matter what we encounter, if we'll call on Jesus, and the same goes for you personally, wherever you are. Listen, if there's ever been a time for us to be patriotic, yes, it's now. But more importantly, if we've ever had a time where we said we really love our nation, it's a time for us to really fall on our knees and call out to God. Because hear me, even when Jesus was on the Sea of Galilee, 
even when he was on the Sea of Galilee and the storm was raging, he was laying there sleeping. But the moment his disciples called his name, he awakened. (coughs) You know what's going to turn this thing around? You know what's going to get the violence out of our street? You know what's going to get things back in order? It's not a politician. It's not an election. It is the church of Jesus Christ calling out to him. Even in the midst of our trouble, even in the midst of our pain and our uncertainty. What are you saying this morning, Pastor? I'm saying no matter what you're going through this morning, whether it's a family crisis, whether it's a job, whether it's a ministry issue, no matter what it is, can I tell you what you need is the breath of God. It's wonderful that you can say, I had an encounter back here, but what about today, presently? He said, I am ever present. He said, I'll never leave you, but I'll go with you always, all the way to the end. This morning, the Holy Spirit is moving across this globe today, seeking one that he can just breathe into. The one that he can breathe into is the one that simply says, Lord, I trust you and I surrender my all. I want to ask us this morning in closing as they come to the music, are we really trusting in him? There's lots of things going on that we're all human. None of us are perfect individuals. If you're perfect, you can stand up right now. We'll acknowledge you. None of us is perfect this morning. All of us are full of flaw and error. All of us has opinions and all of us get enraged when we see certain things happen and And I'll be honest with you, in recent weeks and days, in the last two weeks I found myself driving down the road and I had to pray this prayer. I'll just be this transparent with you this morning. I had to pray this prayer. Lord, help me. Help me not to become bitter when I see all of the foolishness and all of the stuff that's going on. Listen. If there's ever been a time that we needed to be openly and honest before God, it's now. Because we cannot afford to go one day without his breath in us. Ezekiel, go prophesy. Tell them the truth. Tell this present generation that I'm getting ready to do something in the future what he's saying go tell them that I'm about to turn it around this morning can I tell you unfortunately in every nation on this globe racism is alive and well against all different 
colors and pigments of skin. And it infuriates me when I see it, no matter how I see it and where I see it. But racism is just the product of something that is greater, and it's called sin. We have a sin problem today in America. We have a sin problem today in the nations of the world. We are created equal. I don't care what color of of pigment of your skin is today. I, I don't care what others may label you as. I hate the term minority groups. There is no such thing. We're all created in the likeness and the image of God. Be careful how you label things and say things. But I will stand arm in arm with my black brothers, my brown brothers, my red brothers, and if there's purple brothers, I'll stand with them too. I don't care what color. We'll stand for justice, we'll stand for truth. But I refuse to stand and allow evil men that even have titles such as reverend, pastor, evangelists, and prophets to hijack that for a disrupting cause that divides. I'm just a, I used to be able to say I was just a young guy, but now I have to say I'm a middle-aged guy from Connorsville, Indiana, that the world doesn't know who I am, and that's quite all right. But I am a king's kid. And I am a preacher of the gospel, and I will stand and preach truth. And it's going to make us uncomfortable at times. It makes me uncomfortable at times. But I'm here to tell you today, the breath of God is something that cannot be substituted. And do not allow the ploys of the enemy to distract you and to make you bitter and to lose your focus on who you're supposed to be. You and I are the church. Yes, we are Americans, but we are the church of Jesus Christ first and foremost. We are of the kingdom of light. We do not shed darkness, but we shed love. We speak truth, and we penetrate darkness by that truth, and we drive it back so that men and women can see the glorious, majestic power of our King. So don't allow the enemy to take up residence in any way, shape, or form in your life to assist in the dividing of a nation, but let us walk in a manner for the saving of a nation. And we can only do that when the breath of God has been placed upon us and in us. My prayer this morning for you and myself, this congregation and every congregation around us across this land is that there would be an encounter of Holy Spirit that would begin to breathe upon us again. 
the days ahead, we're going to need his power. We're going to need his strength more than we ever have. But you and I are going to make it because we are on the brink. Believe it or not, no matter what your news outlets are telling you, no matter what all of your politicians are telling you, you can write it down and you can hold me to it. And if I'm wrong, I will stand here and I will ask you to forgive me. But I will stand here and tell you that we are on the brink of the reviving of a nation. I am not saying there's going to be a worldwide revival. I'm not saying that there's going to be pockets of revival across this nation where men and women have been faithful. And I stand here with assurance that there is prodigals that's coming home. There is a quick work that's getting ready to be done. Men and women are getting ready to be used for the spreading of the gospel. And we are going to illuminate the globe with the message that Jesus Christ is still Lord. We are a generation and we are equipping a generation that is going to fulfill the dreams of my father and men such as Brother James Gay and others that went and gave everything to try to win a world for Jesus. We are going to experience it as we stand all over the house this morning. I want to pray with you today. I want to pray for you. I want to pray over you today. I know it's a little more solemn today than it's been for the last four weeks. That's, a, that's understandable. Considering it's taking place in our nation, it's taking place in the families of those here that we love dearly, that has become an extension of our family. I would say that I am honored and proud today to be able to be called your pastor because of the love that all of you have displayed over the last several days to Brother Wade and Sister Mary and the family. You see, today it isn't about just coming in this room and doing a service and then going about our lives. It's about being united together, being the family of faith, celebrating when one celebrates, but also mourning when one mourns, picking the load up, walking together, that's what it's about today. We can no longer bury our head in the sand and say, well, what's going to be is going to be. No, we got to take responsibility and know this, that we have got to be the church. Our city and the cities around this nation needs to see Jesus now more than ever. question is, are they seeing him in you and me today? Right where we're standing, in the midst of a solemn assembly, 
you may have walked in here very heavy. You may have walked in here today with more questions than answers. Saying, I just don't understand why all of this, whatever this is, has happened. This is never what I planned. This is what my, my, my perspective was so much different than what I'm currently finding myself in. And the enemy may have sat on your shoulder all week and told you, oh, it'll never develop or see you're, you failed or this or that. And I want to speak to all that noise today and tell you, there's a God that loves you. There's a God that has plans for you. He didn't bring you this far to abandon you and to leave you. But he says in this season, while you see yourself as nothing more than defeated and crippled and even dead, he said, I see you as an exceedingly great army that's getting ready to step up and take authority and be what I've called you to be for this season. So I want you to receive the word of the Lord this morning. It's very simple. The word of the Lord is this. You shall live. I want, you to under, I want you to receive that in your spirit before we even pray. The enemy says you're not going to make it, but I'm here to tell you you're going to make it. You, you, may not feel, you may not feel anything this morning, but I'm believing when we get ready to pray right now that you're going to feel something just lift all of you. You may have came in here heavy. I feel like I'm talking to more than one, people, one person today. I, I feel like some of you are just heavy. I'm not going to ask you what your issue is. I'm not even going to come to you. I'm just, I'm here to tell you that God is, God wants you to hear anything. If you don't hear anything else that I've said today, know this, God's saying you're going to live. And when he breathes on us, I need to tell you this, when he breathed on Adam in Genesis 2 and 7, he became a living, breathing soul. But immediately after he breathed upon him, he said, I want you to go and replenish the earth. I want you to have dominion. I want you to walk in power. God is going to breathe on you in this season so that you can walk in power and authority. You don't have to settle this morning. Right where you are this morning, let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you right now for the presence to be in your house with your people today. I thank you, Lord, that you are ever faithful. I thank you, Lord, that you are ever near to those that call. And today, Lord, we stand thanking you for your faithfulness over this past week. We felt your strength. We felt the empowering of your Holy Spirit as we have walked together, labored together. And Lord, even now, I feel your presence in this room. I know we didn't shout and run today. I, I, I understand that. But God, I know you're still speaking to hearts this morning. And Lord, in the midst of the heaviness, in the midst of the uncertainty, Lord, we know that there is hope and there is strength that we can have through and by your Holy Spirit. So we simply do what Ezekiel did. Lord, I just speak to the four winds and I pray right now for them to come forth and to settle down upon your people. I pray, Lord, that 
there would just be a converging right now of Holy Spirit. And Lord, as he's setting down upon the one that is heavy this morning, Lord, I pray that their load would just be lifted. Uh, Lord, the chains that's been on them, Lord, let it just be broken off today. And Lord, let them just feel the breath come easy right now. Lord, I pray for fresh empowerment of Holy Spirit to come. I pray for healing to come. I pray for rest and peace to come to the mind of the one that is troubled. I speak to the body that may be rich with pain today and I make a declaration of healing to come forth even now. Lord, I pray for the supernatural strength of the Holy Spirit of God, Lord, to come and to break every dark thing off of your people today that may have brought distressing things into them. Lord, an anxiousness be removed and an anxiety be replaced with joy and peace today. Lord, we pray this prayer in your name, the name that's above every name. And Lord, we thank you for your promises that are yea and amen to them that believe. And Lord, we know this, that you are faithful. So today, Father, I speak to every marriage, every every relationship. I speak to every, every, ounce of darkness that is trying to penetrate the family unit today and I command it to be broken off in the name of Jesus I pray that the families in this house would become more united by your Holy Spirit Lord I pray for the one that may be struggling with their gifts and callings Lord I release them to operate into those things Let the spirit of intimidation be broken off of them, even now. For the furthering of your kingdom, for the glory and the honor of our king today. Lord, I pray for our city. We pray for our nation. We pray for our leaders. And Lord, we just speak a calm today. The demonic forces that's been in operation, we command them to cease. And Lord, we pray that you would have your will and your way done right now in the midst of this disruption, in the midst of this unsettling. Lord, I pray right now for the hearts of men to change. Lord, we'll give you the praise and the glory for it. Father, as we get ready to leave this house, but not your presence, I pray that you'd shine brightly upon your people, that you'd give them blessed peace. Go with them this week. Lead them, guide them, and direct them. In Jesus' name. And the church says, amen.